you're listening to the Candid Confidence Podcast. I'm Leah Party, the confidence coach for online entrepreneurs. My mission in life is to empower you to make your dreams a reality by learning how to let go of self-doubt and overcome overthinking. We're about to get real on confidence, spirituality, mindset, and business through solo episodes and amazing guest interviews. Girl, let's do the damn thing. Hello. Hi girl, welcome back to the Candid Confidence Podcast. So happy you're here. Today's episode, I really felt inspired to talk about this week because I had an interesting morning where a few days ago, I woke up and I kind of felt a feeling of, okay, what's next? You know, um, as you guys know, if you've been listening, if you've been following along on the journey, I am pretty much living my dream life at this point. Um, And I'm proud to say it, you know, I I quit my nine to five job. I no longer have super long commutes. I have no commutes. I work for myself, um, making more money than I was making at my full-time job. And for the past year and a half, you know, that was all I wanted. That was all I wanted. I was obsessed with it. I wanted to make this business work so badly. I was going to do whatever it took to get the life that I have now. And so pretty much every morning when I wake up, you know, I'm grateful for the fact that I get to work from home and I get to work on things that really set my soul on fire. But what was interesting is having the thought of what's next, like what now is because for my entire life, I was always seeking. I was always looking for the next thing. And we often call this destination happiness. It's that feeling of, I'll be happy when. And it's my belief that that entire concept of I'll be happy when is what robs us of our joy, is what takes away our ability to be happy in our lives and in our moments. So that's truly what we're gonna be talking about today. Um, so I really felt called to talk about this because, you know, there's a really good Jim Carrey quote and a little bit about his backstory for anyone who's not familiar. It's pretty interesting. He grew up with a dad who had also wanted to be a comedian, but took the safe path of being an accountant. And when they were, when Jim Carrey was a kid, um, his dad actually lost his job and they ended up homeless, um, temporarily. So He kind of saw that like sometimes what we see as like the safe path isn't necessarily the safe path. And he says that like the biggest lesson he learned from his father, you know, was was exactly that, was that, you know, safety is not always what we think it's going to be, right? And you might as well just chase your dreams. He also has a really good quote where he says, what does he say? It's like, I wish everyone could experience being rich and famous so that they would understand that that's not And that's really interesting because we often see celebrities and these wealthy, famous actors and actresses and all these people, um, we see a lot of them, unfortunately, you know, being addicted to drugs, for example, going through those difficulties, uh, suicide, terrible, terrible things happen to them. And we think, wow, how could they ever be sad? They're rich and famous. What more could somebody want, right? We have this total misconception about what happiness is. And I'm specifically in American culture, it's so materialistic, right? Our society is so driven by 
the media, telling us what we need to buy, what we need to have. We have to have the latest gadgets, the latest clothes, the latest shoes, the fast fashion where we, we go through phases with clothes and then we throw them away and all these things, right? We want to have the new car and, and everything. And it gives us this idea that like, I'll be happy when. Once I have the next thing, I'll be happy. And for my entire life, I basically felt this way. I mean, I remember, I don't really remember it as a kid, but like high school, college, you know, it was always the next thing. Like, oh, if I can just turn 16 and get a car. If I can, once I'm in college and like not living at home with my parents, once I graduate and actually have money and I'm not eating ramen noodles for dinner every night of the week, right? It was always like the next thing. Um, for a few years there, it was always the next promotion. I would do whatever it took to get that next promotion. It was all I wanted. It was all I thought about. And subconsciously, it was, I'll be happy when I have that new job title or that new salary or that new car or whatever it was. And so I had to do a like kind of check myself the other day because I was thinking, well, what's next? I don't want there to always be something next. Like, I just don't want that. I want to stay on top of this so that I can be happy in the moments and not be looking for the next thing. So yes, I have goals that I want to do with my business. Yeah, I have other things I want. I want to travel. I want to, you know, do different things. Um, but I no longer want to live a life where I'm just like so focused on my goals that I'm forgetting the happiness in the moments. And so it was really an interesting wake up call the other day. And I really wanted to hop on here and, and do an episode about this because I feel like for so many people, I just want you to check yourself. I want you to think like, am I doing that? Am I waiting to be happy? Am I waiting till I find the right partner, the right guy to marry before I can be happy? Am I thinking, you know, I just need to have a baby. I just need to change careers. I just need to make a little bit more money. What's the thing right now where you feel like you're seeking? You're seeking and seeking and seeking instead of living in the moments. So how do we actually find happiness? If the media has been telling us that we need all of these things in the white picket fence and this magical life to be happy, and that's not it, then what is it? What is it? What is happiness? To me, happiness is loving the here and now. Happiness is, is bringing joy to, you, to the moment. Living for the moment instead of thinking about the past or seeking the future all the time, right? It's in the here and now. And what I find interesting is like, I, I don't want to discourage anyone from entrepreneurship. I don't have a boss anymore. I don't have employees anymore. I don't have all the annoying things that you deal with when you have a traditional job. I have a lot of stress release off of my shoulders when I quit my nine to five. I, my marriage has improved. Uh, my sex life has improved from being really honest. And I think it's because I have now had a period of time where like I'm not stressed and that's amazing. Like that's great. I feel like my life's a vacation. Like I woke up this morning when I wanted to and I took my dog on a super long walk. I didn't bring my cell phone because I didn't, 
I didn't have a client call till one o'clock. So like I could go for a walk however the fuck long I wanted. Like the freedom, it's great. And I'm so grateful for it. And I do want to encourage it. But I also want you to know that if you're thinking kind of like I was where I'll just be happy when I have that life, that's really not how it works. Now, I think it it all builds on itself. Like you can have the more freedom, the more flexibility, the less stress. Yeah, that's all gonna lean towards happiness. But really the seeking has like kind of got to end. I feel like we've got to stop looking towards the future and thinking, oh yeah, that's what I need, right? And I'm not saying don't have goals. Like, of course, I'm gonna tell you to have goals. Like, of course, have things you're working towards, but we never wanna lose ourselves in the whole game of like, well, if I could just have that, if I could just have what she has, I'll feel different. It really doesn't make you feel different. And I remember when I bought my first brand new car and I was expecting to feel a certain way. I I don't think I really knew that, but I remember like two weeks after I bought my first brand new car, I was thinking, oh, I don't feel any different. And I'm already on to like, what can I do now? So I hope some of you guys are listening to this and thinking, yeah, I can see where this is going. I can see where I maybe have a tendency to always be looking for the next thing. One thing though, that I I do truly believe goes towards happiness. So living in the moment, right? Loving what is, loving the deep moment of being in the moment. (laughs) I think passion, finding your passion and practicing your passion has a lot to do with it. And people are always like asking like about passion and purpose, what's the difference and, and what is it? Passion to me is the things that deeply you crave at a, your soul level, that your soul wants to do, uh, the things that bring joy to us naturally, things like dancing, things like singing, things like helping people, traveling, whatever the things like that you're passionate about, right? And purpose to me is, so it's like, what's your purpose? Your purpose is the thing that you truly, truly, deeply feel like you're here to do. And oftentimes we want to combine our passion with our purpose. So for me, one of my passions is helping women like feel empowered, right? I'm passionate about mindset. I'm passionate about um, helping women chase their dreams and not settle, right? And so my purpose is, is using that passion to create really a business, a platform, whatever you want to call it, where I can change lives through that. That's what I feel like my purpose is. But you can have a lot of different passions, right? You can have a lot of different passions. You can be, I'm passionate about travel. I'm passionate about my dog. Um, I'm passionate about exercising, eating healthy, like lots of things, right? Um, And you could have more than one purpose, right? I, I don't know. You could have whatever you want. But I think a lot of the time in the chase, right? In the chase of obtaining the material wealth and the material things and this like life and you know, the perfect husband and the perfect family and all the things we're after, I think we often like let our passion and purpose go to the sideline. 
And I, I know that was me because I was so caught up in climbing the corporate ladder and making money that I was thinking, who has time for a passion? Like who the heck has time for that, right? And I just kind of was like, well, I don't know what my purpose is. Like, I don't even know, like who knows, right? So I think like taking the time to really be honest with yourself about your passions, about your purpose, really being honest with yourself, taking time to do that soul searching, taking time to journal on this and ask yourself, what am I passionate about? And then just write a stream of consciousness, free writing on what comes up, right? Ask yourself, ask your higher self, ask God, ask the universe, source, whatever you believe in, just writing at the top of your journal page, what's my purpose? What could my purpose be? And see what comes up and then trust what comes up and actually give it a chance and entertain it. And maybe you're passionate about, I don't know, tennis, and you stopped taking tennis lessons when you were 14 because life got busy. Well, maybe it's time to revisit that. Take the time for yourself, right? It's like, how can we build these things into our lives where we're actually giving our soul a chance to have joy brought to it by exercising our passions? I mean, for me, like when I get off a coaching call and I'm working with a client, I, I'm just like floating on a cloud. Like I'm so happy. I feel like this is it. This is my thing. This is why I'm here. I can help someone go from feeling insecure about what they're doing to being super motivated and excited to put themselves out there online or whatever the thing is. Like find that for you, find that for you because that's what's gonna bring you joy into your life. And then the other thing, and this is what I feel like we really don't take the time for or pay attention to, we have to choose happiness every single day. We have to cultivate happiness every single morning. So like sometimes I'm like, well, shouldn't I just be waking up on a cloud and just be like floating through the day every single day automatically now because I got my dream. I got my dream job. I got my dream life. I have it. Like what else do I need, right? Why couldn't I, shouldn't I just be waking up feeling a certain way? But I still have to wake up every morning and practice gratitude and practice cultivating happiness and write in my journal, meditate. Meditation has been huge for this. Get myself into alignment with how I want to feel that day, every single morning. And I feel like a lot of people, I feel like in this space, there's some people who might say, oh, well, like what about depression and anxiety? Like those things are real. You can't just get rid of those, whatever. Sure, there are people who experience clinical depression and anxiety but you still have the choice to wake up every morning and attempt to decide how to feel and attempt to let go through all different types of healing modalities that are an option, let go of negativity that you carry with you and see what happens when you do that consistently day after day after day. But consistency is the key word. So let's talk about something like affirmations. Doing affirmations, writing them down, saying them out loud, repeating them in your head over and over, actually rewires your brain so you think differently. You can rewire your thought process, which is a way to cultivate happiness automatically. 
but it doesn't happen if you do affirmations for 10 days in a row. It doesn't happen if you do affirmations twice a week for two months. It doesn't. It requires repetition. And by some estimates, it could take 66 to 365 days to actually rewire the brain and to actually reprogram belief systems. This isn't overnight stuff and we want it to be, right? We don't wanna stick this out. Just like we don't wanna stick out exercising. We let ourselves off the hook, guys. We really do. We don't even give ourselves a chance to see if these things truly work because we try them and then we give up. And we try them and then we give up. And we say it doesn't work. And then we just go on to seeking. What can I buy that will make me feel better? What can I eat that will change how I feel? Who can I start dating that's gonna change how I feel inside and make me happy? Right, it's like we want the quick fixes, but truly doing the inner work and doing it every single day is what's gonna make a difference. I used to be someone who would lay in bed at night and automatically just lay there thinking about bad things that were gonna potentially happen the next day. And this is when I had a stressful job, right? But I would, every night I would do that. And then when I learned about this stuff, I was like, are you kidding me? Like really, I've been doing that for years. I don't know how long I did it for. It just was, it was a normal part of my life. I didn't think about it. I didn't question it. I just did it. Now, I can't even imagine that being the case because I have gotten myself programmed to laying down at night, praying, gratitude, whatever, and then visualizing good things happening as I'm falling asleep. So that, I believe, has led to me waking up in a happier state, in more gratitude. But I also want more. I want to be in my high vibe mode where I'm feeling like colors are brighter, sounds are make me feel a different way, like music sounds better, birds chirping sounds better. That state of flow when everything just feels good, your body's almost tingling, you feel like you're high. I want that every day. And I'm going to do whatever it takes to have that every single day. And I still believe that the more and more and more I do that, I can get myself to the point where I wake up feeling like that and where I can just be done with the seeking. But I'm willing to wake up every day and do the work. I'm willing to do it before I go to bed every night. I'm willing to do it throughout the day. And I want you guys to be willing to do that too. I want you to commit to doing this. One thing I want you to do is make a list of all the things that are high vibe for you. What things make you feel good? What things make you happy? So like for me, it would be like music, journaling, going for walks, helping people, like volunteering, um, listening to podcasts, wine, pedicures, sunshine, meditation, Make a list of for yourself. What are the things, it's almost like making a menu of the things that feel really good, that make you feel amazing. And then when you're feeling down or in a funk or you wake up in the morning or whatever, do the things that make you feel good. It's easy when you're in a, in a bad mood to like default to listening to like sad music, right? When we know that's just gonna perpetuate things. 
we know that there's certain other music that will put us in a really good vibe, that'll literally lift our vibe and make us feel better. But we don't always choose that because our ego wants us to stay comfortable. And when you're down, that's comfortable. When you're down, it's uncomfortable to actively move into a different state and shift it. When you haven't been to the gym in three weeks, it's comfortable to stay on the couch and not go to the gym, right? We have to be willing to choose the things that we know are gonna help us work towards perpetual happiness. We have to be willing to do those things, even when we don't feel like it. I want you to write this down. It's a phrase that you can use when you're in those modes where you're like, ooh, you know, I could go to the gym or I could see if a friend wants to meet up for coffee or I could go for a walk or I could listen to music. I really don't feel like it. So what it is, is asking yourself, how am I gonna feel after I do this thing? How am I gonna feel after I do this? I even use this like, like right now, after I get done recording this podcast, I need to go and clean my bathroom and then I need to take a shower. And I'm not someone who likes to clean, okay? I am like not a domestic housewife type at all. That's not my skill set. I don't like it, no. Um, so I'll ask myself, I'll think about the fact that the bathroom needs to clean and I'll ask myself, well, how am I gonna feel after I do this? Well, I'm gonna feel a fuck of a lot better once it's, for one, it's done. And I love showering in a clean bathroom. Like I love when my house is clean. So I'm gonna feel better after I do this. So, okay, yeah, I should just go do it. And start asking, start challenging yourself a bit. Ask yourself how you're gonna feel after you do the thing. Because when you remind, remind yourself that it's not gonna be that bad and that you're gonna feel better after, you'll just get in the habit of starting to do things that you don't wanna do more, right? And once, once you get in the habit of doing the things that maybe are a little bit difficult, like getting yourself to go on a walk on a weeknight when you had a long work day, getting yourself to do that habitually, you'll feel so much better. You'll feel healthier, you'll feel stronger, you'll feel happier, you'll have endorphins going. Maybe on those long walks, you listen to a motivational podcast or you start to brainstorm ideas of your own. So I want you to make a list of those things that make you feel good and start asking yourself, how am I gonna feel after I do this? And then be willing to do the work. Be willing to reprogram your brain. We can do this through visual, vis <laughs> visualization. Visualization, guys. Taking the time. And it's not even, if, if you have seven kids and you're like, Leah, how am I gonna have time for this? What about, doing it in the shower. I've talked about this before on the podcast. Make a point, put a sticky note next to your shower. When you go in that shower, that is your time, right? Some, for some people, that's like one of the only times you're by yourself where you have a minute. Use that time to cultivate happiness. Say affirmations out loud in there. Listen to a meditation while you're in there. And it doesn't mean you have to sit on the ground and like fall asleep and like die, but like, <laughs> What another form of meditation can be being in the shower or going on a walk or whatever, where you're just practicing awareness of the moment. And when you start to drift off into stories and you start to think about what you're going to make for dinner and how stressed out you are and how your boss is a jerk, you constantly catch yourself and bring yourself back to your breath. 
and you just go back to your breathing over and over and over. And you're training yourself not to have that overthinking talk track. And you're training yourself to be in the present moment. So you can do that while you're in the shower. You know, you can do it when you're, I would say on the way to work, but I would be careful with that. You don't want to get tired. But on the way to work, can you listen to more positive podcasts or happy music or repeat your affirmations out loud? Be willing to put in the work if you want the results. It's as simple as that. I actually heard a quote the other day on Ed Milet's podcast, which is amazing, by the way. I forget who the speaker was, but he was saying he was saying that a mentor had said to him when he was young, are you interested or are you committed? And the way he put it was like, if you're interested in like your goal or whatever, you're still going to have the excuses come up and let yourself talk yourself out of it. Right? The comfort zone thing's going to come up. You're not going to want to do the work, whatever. If you're committed, you decide it's going to happen. And you decide you're going to do whatever it takes to get there. So ask yourself that too. Are you interested or are you committed? Are you willing to do whatever it takes to make it happen? Or are you going to look for the easy way out? Are you going to let excuses win? I also want you to make a list of the things you're no longer available for in your life. What are you no longer available for? Something that I recently discovered that I'm not available for anymore is those conversations with people where the person just wants to talk about worst case scenarios over and over and over and negative things and it literally makes you feel like shit and there's no solution, it's just arguing. So example could be like politics or something where the person's just super negative about it. You don't see it the same way as they do. It's a pointless run around conversation every time. Nothing can come from it. I decided I'm not available for that anymore. And so when that gets brought up to me, I will politely say, you know what? I actually, I'm not really interested in having this conversation with you right now. And they might be like, what? Why? What's what? Well, I have to cultivate my own happiness. I have to keep myself in my best mood for whatever reason. For me, for me, a big thing that holds me accountable to this is my job. It's my job to feel good. It's literally my job to say high vibe. If you're a mom, that's probably one of the most important things to you as well. You know, for you to be the best mom is for you to be in your best vibe. So don't let anyone fucking bring you down. You're not obligated to talk to anybody for an hour about the coronavirus. You're not obligated to talk to somebody who has the opposite political views as you when you're both just sitting there arguing or, or it's just a pointless conversation because it's just stupid. You're not obligated to sit there and do that. You can choose. So make a list of the things you're not available for anymore in your life. What are you not available for? What things are you done putting up with? that are bringing you down. What are those things? Recently, I decided I was not available for making Pinterest pins anymore. <laughs> I don't know what it was, but like making pins for Pinterest, it was just so hard. It just, it's not even hard, but for me, it just felt so out of alignment. It just isn't my zone of genius. It's just not, I'm not interested in it. I just don't like it. And I had thought about outsourcing it, but you know, 
I was like, I might as well just keep doing this myself or whatever. And then it came a day when I thought, you know what? I'm not available to do this anymore. And so I hired an assistant and it didn't seem logical. It seemed like I, I could just keep doing it on my own. But my next level self, who's making the next level income, would just hire the assistant and trust it's all gonna work out. And so that's what I did. So what are you not available for anymore? I truly, truly also believe that gratitude, gratitude is like, it has to be the secret to happiness, right? It has to be part of the secret to happiness. And I have found that by practicing gratitude every single day, actively remembering to be grateful, it does imprint into your brain and become part of who you are and part of your you know, hypnotic rhythm of your brain. It just becomes habitual, right? If you every single day make a point to practice gratitude throughout the day, you will, that becomes a habit and, and habits just, we just do them without even meaning to. And when you can build that into your day and into your life, you're automatically gonna rewire yourself for more joy and more good vibes. And when you do that for yourself, other people around you pick up on that. Your spouse starts to pick up on it and they maybe start to implement it, even subconsciously. Your children start to implement it. Your coworkers who are complaining, well, you're not, you're happy and you're grateful. They pick up on it. It's contagious. It's contagious. So choosing every day to soak into gratitude. Gratitude is also, it's like one of the highest vibrations. It's one of the biggest things for manifesting. Being grateful, for example, for the money you do have, even if it's not what you want right now, being grateful for what you do have brings more of it to you. It attracts that to you because you're focusing on it. When you're not focusing on gratitude, so when you're focusing on the opposite, which is lack, you're attracting lack. So if you're focusing on, I don't have enough money, you're attracting a lack of money. So flip the script. Um, I kind of talked about this a little bit already, but like my morning and evening routines, I mean, they've literally changed my life. They've changed so much about me and they still are changing me and I still have to continue. Now that I don't wake up in a state of anxiety anymore, now that I don't go to bed in a state of anxiety anymore, I still have to make myself continue to do the things, right? Because it was easy at one point where I started to just feel better than I had felt before. I had a lot of stress and anxiety and now I don't and I didn't, right? And, but I still don't wanna just like stop meditating because I could get to an even better state, a state where I'm not seeking anymore, a state where I'm living in the present moment so fully that yeah, I still want things and I still want experiences and I have goals, but I know that I don't have to seek anymore. I wanna be at the point where I'm done with that and I'm done with the media convincing me I need more items and the next new car and the next new house and all the things, right? So I have to hold myself accountable to continuing doing that work too and not letting it go to the wayside just because I got to one level, why can't I go to the next level? It's always, 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 always worth it. Okay, 
I think that's all I want to chat about today. I love you guys so, so much. If this episode helped you at all, please share this on social media. Let's get the word out there. Let's help other people to seek happiness. Let's help one other person to maybe listen to this and think, oh crap, I have been living in the, in the um, I'll be happy when, right? So let's share this on social media. Tag me on Instagram in it. You can message me on Instagram. I'm at canada.confidence. Any questions you have. I love you guys. Thanks for tuning in and have a fabulous day.